0: Hey, welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more info, you can check us out on Facebook at Life Church of Columbia. 32 and 24 it says, "And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day." And when he saw, talking about the man, which if you studied your Bible, you know already, is talking about an angel. And I think we can even prove that it wasn't just an angel. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. Manifest in angelic form. Isn't that amazing? But I really want you to listen to me. Now, I know I'm just reading my text, but sometimes we'll just kind of float through and not pay attention. Uh, But when the Lord saw, verse number 25, when he saw that he prevailed not against him, He touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. And he kept on wrestling. And he said, talking about the Lord, said, let me go. For the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. And he said unto him, what is your name? And he said, My name is Jacob, which means lying, stinking, no down, no good, low down thief. Somebody shout amen. And he said, you shall no more be called by your name Jacob, but you shall be called Israel. For as a prince, you have power with God and with men and have prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee. Your name. And he said, why are you asking after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Piniel, for I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him and he limped upon his thigh. Therefore, even today, the children of Israel will not eat the muscle which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because God touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the muscle that shrank. Isn't that amazing, that scripture right there? That from that moment on, the children of Israel would not eat the thigh muscle off of any animal because it became sacred because God touched it. Isn't it amazing the very thing that made Jacob weak is what they considered to be sacred? Isn't it amazing? The the very thing that me and you don't like about us, the very thing that that you wish you didn't have that thorn, you, you didn't have that weakness. It could be the most sacred part of your life. No, I know that's hard to receive, amen. Simply because I'm gonna read you the other scripture that is in your weakness is where God is made strong. And from that moment, the Bible says, Jacob, who was now Israel, had to limp everywhere he went. Turn with me now to the book of Corinthians. second 2 Corinthians chapter number 12 verse number 7 Paul said and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation they was given unto me a thorn in the flesh somebody say thank God for his precious gifts come on let me hear you I know you have a hard time with that, but thank you Jesus, for this precious gift. And let me tell you what a thorn is in the Greek. Thorn is a bodily annoyance. Anybody got any of them? It's a bodily annoyance or a disability. Can you believe what Paul is saying here? Now, look, I, I don't want to get into your theology. I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. And Paul says, there was given unto me a bodily annoyance. There was given unto me a disability so that I wouldn't be exalted above measure. Man, if I don't say anything else, I'm just saying some stuff to help somebody today, Amen. Uh, and, and, and And Paul said, I prayed for this. For three times. Verse number eight. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. Three times that this thing could depart from me. But God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. That word perfect means it finds its full expression. God said, Paul, Paul, I know you're wanting me to take this thing completely away from you. But he said, I need you to know that my strength finds its full expression through your weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, which means weaknesses, in my reproaches, which means insult and injury, in my necessities, meaning the requisites I need to even live in life, in persecutions, in distresses, or in narrow places in my life, in tight places of my life. He said, I take pleasure in these, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Isn't it amazing? We got an Old Testament story and a New Testament story, and both of these men is about to... uh, are moving into transition from one level of glory to the next level of glory and both of them is in a wrestling match with God. <laughs> have you have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you were wrestling with God? Huh? Thank you for being honest. Amen. It seems like in every area of transition, I find myself wrestling with God. And, and, and I've heard preachers try to take this scripture and bend it all around and make it what it ain't. I mean, it is what it is. The Bible says he was wrestling with God. He was in an all-out fight with God. Now we see Paul doing the same thing three times. He's come to God and he's wrestling with God about something in his life because he's about to move to the next uh, to the next level. He's in transition in in his life. But the more I begin to study this, Amen. Neither one of them was wrestling with God to pry something out of the hands of God. They were wrestling with God because God was trying to get them into a position. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Isn't it amazing? Have you ever been in an, on an extended fast? Amen. I remember the first extended fast I went on because I wanted more of God. I wanted more of God as if God didn't want me to have more of Him. So I went into weeks, I'm telling you, weeks of, of sacrifice, amen, of, of dying and because and, I wanted more of God. Only to get to the end of that wrestling match and God just show, showed me a part of me I did not know was there. Are you listening to me? I'm trying to help somebody because uh, what the Holy Spirit showed me is I am pre- the Holy Spirit is preparing you to step into a dimension you've never been before. uh, Today, uh, I'm going to help you realize uh, that the thing you think that is stopping you from entering into the next dimension is actually the thing God has allowed to prepare you for where you're going. So, uh, uh, Jacob, I, I can't take you to where I want to take you until I take the strongest part away from you so that you walk with a limp to remind you you need me to operate on this level. Oh, is anybody listening to me? He said, when I'm weak, I am strong. I want to to one more place. Back to Romans chapter number five. Romans chapter number five, verse number one says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. I'm going to read that again. Through Jesus Christ, we have access by faith, into this grace wherein we were stand, wherein we stand, and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Oh, this message is too far out there, isn't it? We glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation works patience and patience works experience and experience produces hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Paul talks about a grace that was available to the believer now the grace I'm I'm talking about today is kind of hard for the contemporary church to receive because nowadays when you start talking about grace Amen, people automatically think that grace is the permission to be weak Amen because of, of, of faulty teaching in the pulpit, now when you say the word grace, everybody automatically goes to the message is, grace is my license to sin and to be weak and to, and to be defeated and overcame. But if you take it out of the text where Paul is, grace is permission to be strong. Oh my gosh, somebody listen to me. That, that grace is the permission to be strong. Oh, I I left this in the hands of the Holy Ghost because I really need him to make this as clear to you as he did to me in prayer. Amen. There's a realm of grace for you to be able to step out of your weakness and operate in the strength of God. Isn't that amazing? Ain't God good? Amen. Then it's not permission for me to, to stay weak. And defeated and overcome it's actually uh, admission to, he said, uh, by grace we have access. By faith we have access. Access is not just permission, it's admission. (laughs) You with me? It's not just permission to enter into this level of grace. It's admission, meaning uh, it requires an admission slip. Amen. It it requires a toll that you paid to have access to watch this movie. Or or, are you following me? Or whatever you're going to. But praise God. Verse number one says, Jesus paid the price, gave you the ticket. Oh, somebody will say, thank you, Jesus, right there. Because me and you couldn't pay the price to be able to operate at such a great level of grace. But Jesus died, shed his blood, and gave me the admission money, the admission toll to be able to access an arena of God's power and God's glory and the... (laughs) The ability of God, I have that ticket, amen? So when I start accessing the strength of God, when I get ready to access the ability of God, I don't walk up wondering if I'm strong enough, if I'm qualified enough, if I have the ability. I walk up and say, I'm just covered with the blood, (laughs) amen? That's what gives me permission to enter into this realm of grace. It's the blood of Jesus, it's not your merit. It's what Jesus done. But here's the catch it says, by faith, we have access into this grace. That's a problem. That's a problem, Flukey. Why? Because I don't need faith. Until I am at the end of myself. I don't need faith. Unless I have no strength left. Uh, Am I making myself clear? I, I don't even use faith. Amen. Until I've exhausted every other means. Amen. You Hey, like the woman who had an issue of blood for, what, 12 years, and she went to this doctor and that doctor and that doctor until finally she kept depleting her funds and depleting her funds until there was no funds left, so there was nothing left but faith. Can I tell you, sometimes we have to run a long ways to come to the end of ourselves before we can have access to that level of grace. I don't know if I'm getting this out right, but it's changing my life. Because I'm used to doing things in my own strength. And if you're not careful, you'll pray in your own strength. You'll preach in your own strength. Oh, somebody help me now. Huh? You'll live life in your own strength. You'll raise your kids in your own strength. Is anybody listening to me? Sometimes uh, turmoil in your family is a gift from God. Oh, I don't know how y'all going to receive all this. Amen. Uh, are you listening to me? Amen. Can I te- can I just give you my testimony? I didn't get saved because I love God. I didn't get saved. Uh, amen. Because some preacher preached a beautiful sermon and I said, I want to join this club. Let me tell you when I got saved. I got saved when my wife had her bags packed and was leaving a drunk because she couldn't live with me no more. I got saved when she had my baby in her arms saying, I am through with you and I'm not putting it anymore and I came to a level of weakness I couldn't do anything about and it catapulted me into the kingdom of heaven some of you are too strong to be blessed Some of you are too smart to be blessed. See, you thought you wasn't smart enough. Oh my God, this is good for people like me and you, and Kobe I'm glad you're back where I pick on you. Ain't it good to have these two back? Y'all get up. Let me let's do a group hug. Let's just do it. This is for all of y'all. God, y'all don't know how much I love y'all. So proud of y'all. We're gonna be hearing from them. We're gonna be hearing from them, I'm sure. If Kobe has his way, we're gonna be hearing from them. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So Paul said, amen. You hear me? I know men who never led their family in prayer. They never said the grace over the meal. Amen. They never was the spiritual leader. Show up at this church every time the door is open. But if any pray and do it, mama done it. Is anybody listening to me? Until hell come knocking on their door and God says, I'm going to send you a little gift to help you be able to appreciate what I have given you. Is anybody (laughs) listening to me? Huh? Will somebody wave? You know what I'm talking about? Amen. I've seen people that never entered the door of a church until a disease came in and began to take in everything they had. And all of a sudden, in my weakness. So when God began to show me this scripture, I thought, oh, my God. How many messages have you preached in your own strength? Colby, how many have you preached in your own strength? How many... How many of you have tried to go about your day in your own strength? I'll tell you how you can know. Do you know prayer is the realization of my weakness? Ah, Come on, help me on this side. You know what prayer is? Prayer is an acknowledgement. I can't walk without Him. I can't talk without Him. I can't live without Him. So if you are prayerless, you're too strong. Somebody help me, amen. Prayer ain't for a weak man. Are you listening to me? Prayer is for a man who realizes I can't raise kids by myself. I can't be a husband by myself. I can't be a wife by myself. Uh, oh my God, Paul said, God, God, please take me out of this thing. Take me out of this thing. Take me out of this thing. God said, Paul, let me tell you something. My, first of all, my grace is sufficient. Isn't it amazing that it's, 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 and I'm just using my life. In my times of greatest stress is when I receive greatest revelation. Because the revelation wasn't my grace is sufficient. That was the problem at hand. Who knows if you're not in a problem right now. Where God's really just trying to wrestle you around and get you in position so he can give you greater revelation. Oh my God. So he can give you greater revelation. The revelation wasn't my grace is sufficient. He was just telling Paul I'm more than enough. I'm more than enough in your, but maybe somebody in this building right now needs that first revelation that I don't know what you're going through, but God needs you to know I am more than enough. I'm more than enough. My God, it ain't even about if you get healed. It ain't even about if the situation gets changed. If you ever get to know it God is enough in my God is enough my God I just need somebody to get up on your feet right now and shout God is enough he is enough he is a double shot double shut. I said he is enough and I'd have never knew oh come on Anita he is enough And guess what? I'd have never knew that he was enough had I not been wrestling with this situation. He's enough. (laughs) Courtney, was he enough? Was he enough? Was he enough when you lost Timothy? Was he enough? Was he enough, guys? Was he enough when you lost Adeline? Oh, he's blessed us with another one now. We got, uh, don't tell me, we got a. we got a, it's a Bible name. I know it's a Bible name. Methuselah. Yeah, it was <laughs> Methuselah. <laughs> Don't tell me. It's going to come to me in a minute. I just need to know, was he enough? We saw it was enough because we watched it. We saw he was enough because we watched. Is anybody listening to me? I want to know. <laughs> yeah. That's not the message. Move on. For where you're going... You've got to learn that he's enough for where you are. (laughs) See, that's what the wrestling match is for. We fast and we pray, but I promise you it ain't to manipulate God to bless you because God's got it out there for you. He's just trying to get you in a headlock. (laughs) Amen. So you'll see (laughs) that it's not you, it's him. Are you listening to me? He's just trying to get you in a position to bless you. So this scripture says, we have access to this realm of the glory of God in your life by faith. Jesus done paid the way. He made it available to us. But the only way you're going to get in there is through the corridor of extreme weakness. To where you're trusting in God. Oh my God. You feel me, Kamal? The thing we fight, the the thing we hate the most is when we're out of control and we're having to trust someone beside ourselves. Oh, I just said something right there. I mean, y'all ain't writing that down like it don't mean nothing. You better put that in that phone. Just act like you type it. Make me feel better about that statement. Amen. Are you listening to me? We don't like it. We, we like to feel good about ourselves. Amen. So when we're not feeling good about ourselves, we think it disqualifies us. Amen. We like to put our trust in ourselves. But there's only one way to access this realm. And that's through a a, a mindset of complete faith and confidence and trusting God. Some of you have been here a thousand times and you didn't know it. You've been here a thousand times, what I'm trying to teach you, but you didn't know it. Because right before you accessed grace, that thorn poked you again. That thorn poked you and reminded you of how human you are. It reminded you of your weaknesses and your faults and your failures. And because of it, you made another cycle. You made another cycle when all the time God said, no, I finally got you to the place where you're about to access a greater dimension of glory and power and anointing in your life. You're about to step into destiny right now. He said, but the only way you're going to access this realm is through faith. So he, uh, uh, Jacob was wrestling with the Lord and he knocked his hip out of joint. When he knocked it out of joint, he touched. You know the strongest muscle in your body is your thigh muscle. It's the largest. I may not be the strongest, especially at my age. But anyway, it's the largest. It's the largest. The strongest thing in Jacob's life, God shrank it. Oh God, I ain't even got time to play with that one. <laughs> he shrank it. Some of you will never step into the fullness because you are not, Paul said I was born circumcised on the eighth day, I was a Jew of all Jews, I was taught by Gamaliel, meaning I'm probably one of the smartest men in the building amen, he said but when I came to Christ, I counted it all as dung that I may win a superior knowledge some of you that think you're so smart not y'all but people are watching right now amen, are you listening to me, you forfeited your intelligence for a super supernatural intelligence of God because you could not lay it down Paul said I count what I know is as, as, as a manure pile what's that say for you you and your intelligent self <laughs> he said so that I could win Christ so Jacob had an encounter with God Oh, I bet Jacob didn't know, Logan, that when he asked God to bless him, he's gonna break his leg. I mean, I'm just saying. I really think that if he had any 21st century t- teaching, he would have been expecting new cars. Oh, that was a good one right there. He would be expecting a bigger house, he would have expecting a job with more money. Am I right? Somebody wave at me. I mean, this grace we're preaching right now, amen. That's what he would have been expecting. So when he was praying, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. He didn't know God was going to crotty chop him. He didn't know God was going to take some things away from him so he could give him something of eternal value. He didn't know he was going to lose something in order to gain something greater. God Almighty. He didn't know, and now he's crippled. Now he's he's hurting, but he's still wrestling. Can I help somebody right now? Don't you give up in your wrestling, Matt. You hear me, Amanda Jane? <laughs> don't you give up in the wrestle. You just keep wrestling. You keep fighting. You're not fighting God because God don't want to bless you. God says, you're just getting in position for God to take you to the next level. You're wrestling with your finances. You're right. Oh, who am I preaching to? You're wrestling with your own inability to comprehend. You're wrestling with it, but it's really just God putting you in position. You're almost there. You're almost there. And, here, and the Bible said you would think after the wrestling match was over, Jacob would have jumped up and come marching out of there. I am blessed of God. Amen. But your Bible says he come out like this. You shouldn't laugh at handicaps. God gave him a handicap. God gave him a handicap. I ain't even gonna try to explain that. I don't have to. God said it. Amen. He gave him a handicap, and you know why he gave him a handicap? Because uh, every time Jacob stepped with this foot, he thought, "Oh my God, I don't have any strength." But the next step was the strength of God. And this step said, "I don't have the ability. I don't have the strength." But the next step was reminded you, "Yeah, but through me, I can do all things." Is that a, who am I preaching to? ever the Problem is, every time you give in to the limp, you start walking like this. Oh, that's good. Somebody film me. Take a picture. Do something. Hey, Amen. See, this is what we call, this is what we call cycles. And the reason you keep going through cycles is because that weak part of you, you keep giving into. That, that thorn you keep giving. But if you'll take another step of faith, you're gonna step into the strength of God. And look. <laughs> I know I may look silly, but it's me and God in partnership. Oh, somebody help me pray! It's me co-laboring with God. You want to break the cycle in your life? Quit giving in to the limp. Oh, my God. Write that down, Josh. Put it on, put it, type it on the screen. You know I do all that kind of stuff? Amen. Are you listening to me? Paul figured this out. It become a sacred move of God. Can I tell you, you're expecting revival spirit to come and the blessings of God to pour into your house so that you can be everything God called you to be. Can I tell you, you'll not find one, one place in the Bible that that carries precedence. Every one of them is found. God spoke me into prayer. Can I just prophesy for a while? God spoke to me in prayer and said, I'm about to resurrect some dead dreams in your life. I'm about to resurrect some visions you've had. I'm about to resurrect some things that only you have dreamed about and you ain't told nobody else about it because they're going to think you crazy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they're going to think you crazy. God said, I'm about to resurrect them. He said, but I need you to go tell my people. Amen. Mary and Martha, the only place you're going to find resurrection is in a graveyard. Yeah, you thought it was going to be with a preacher laying hands on you. Amen. And anointing you with oil. You you thought it was going to be naming the prophet waving his hand over you. But I come to help somebody. Let me tell you where you're about to get your dream resurrected. It's going to be in a sphere where everything's dead there. Nothing is living there. Who am I preaching to? Everything is hopeless there. But Jesus said, take me to where you laid him. Take me to where you laid him. Take me to your helplessness. Take me to your weakest point. Oh my God. It's, it's killing me. It's changing my life. Yeah. In the very place that the devil hits you to discourage you is the very place God wants to give a miracle. And if you ain't careful I think I got a message coming. I think I got another message coming. I'm focused, Dean. Focus, Dean. If they'd have knew what ADDHD was when I was a kid, I'd have been one. I'm so sure glad they, they didn't know no better. <laughs> Stay focused. In in the, the the very area that you feel the most defeated is right where God's standing. And He's going to resurrect what you done buried. He's going to resurrect what you done buried. Now, here's here's a word of uh, exhortation to all of you. Be careful that you don't talk Jesus out of what He's trying to do in your life. Yeah, yeah. Be careful, you don't talk him out of it. Be careful, because Martha started telling him, "Lord, whoa, 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 he's been dead for the- you. Don't know how long I've been this dumb. <laughs> I'm just preaching to me right now. You don't know how long I've been this messed up. You don't know how long I've been broken." You you don't know how long I've been this dysfunctional. The Holy Ghost is telling somebody in this building right now, be careful that when God gets ready to resurrect something in your life, that you don't talk him out of it, Because and start reminding him, Lord, my family's the youngest of all Israel. I'm the weakest. Moses said, Lord, I got a stutter. And God said, do you realize how many I had to count past? to find someone with a stutter. Oh, can y'all receive this? Today? Do you know how many I passed up because he said in 1 Corinthians, "Consider your calling, brethren, not many wise, not many noble." He said I passed all of them up cuz to use them I would have had to break them. Amen. But 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 you're weak. not many wise, not many noble, not many strong are called, he said, because I choose the weak things of the world to confound the wise. And he said, I did this so that you wouldn't try to rob me of my glory. <sighs> Oh, my God. I, y'all understanding why this helps me so much? It helps me so much because I barely made it through school. Amen. I rode the short bus there and back. Anybody listen to me? Amen. Hey, listen, I didn't have all that intelligence everybody else got. I got a memory that uh, I got a forgetter that works better than my rememberer. Amen. You, you. I hear people telling all of me, I just don't retain well, so I don't really. Are you kidding me? The devil is a liar. Maybe, Ben, you can't retain well, which was me, you'll do depend on the Holy Spirit to put things in your spirit rather than memorize. High five your neighbor and tell him just turn it on the devil. Just turn it on the devil. Just turn it on the devil. Quit letting him beat you up and drag you around because you think, Kim Taylor, you're the only one with a problem. (laughs) She don't know what to say, how to respond. (laughs) Huh? But let me tell you something. You'll never see anybody operating in the manifest glory of God that don't have a butt. Yeah, we all got one. We all got one. You know, Moses had a big one. Do you ever notice that? It's in Scripture. Moses, I'm going to take you, and I'm going to use you, and you're going to tear down Pharaoh's kingdom. You're going to kick the devil in teeth, and you're going to set multitudes free from generation to generation. And Moses said, but. But, 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 but but I stutter. Uh, Amen I'm just going to expose all the big shots Amen Every big shot's got a butt Just like you got Are you listening to me So don't you sit back and say If I didn't have this weakness in my life I would do what they're doing I could do what Kobe's doing I could be what Taylor I don't know what their butt is exactly But I guarantee you they got one And it's the butt in our lives That keeps us trusting On the power of God in our lives Matter of fact You can't get into the arena of grace Without a butt Can't can't get in there. So quit walking that same cycle and focusing on your weakness when it was designed to get you trusting in the strength of God. God said, I'm about to resurrect some things in your life, but it's not going to be when you're ignoring that weakness in your life. It's when you embrace it and realize this is the avenue for God to become strong. This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for me to access God's strength by faith. By by complete and total confidence in God. There's some ministries that are about to be birthed in this church. I need y'all to listen to me now. I'm going to prophesy a little bit before I stop. There's some ministries that's, that's about to be birthed. They're going to be new to us, but they're not going to be new to you because you've done thought about it. You've done dreamed about it. You done saw yourself in that position operating on that level. But right before you stepped into it, your weakness was revealed to you. And you just settled back down. So let them boys do that. Let them girls do that. Let them do that. They're way more qualified than I am. <clears throat> it's, it's about to be brought back up to the forefront in your life. But the only way to ex- access that level of living is by faith. It's by faith. The disciples. Y'all still with me a few more minutes? <laughs> the disciples. <clears throat> and Jesus was preaching. Jesus was preaching. And there was thousands of people. <clears throat> and Jesus asked him, them. Said, uh, these people are hungry. How are we going to feed these people? And what's amazing is the Bible says he, Jesus already knew what he was going to do. He was just checking them out. I wonder how many questions we answered wrong that God was asking us when he already knew what he wanted to do. But we responded based on our weaknesses and our inabilities. About that time, a, a, a little boy ran up with a sack lunch and gave it to Philip. He had five loaves and a couple fish. So Philip told Jesus, said, well, we got this little boy's sack lunch, but what is that among so many? Meaning, we would love to minister to them, but we don't have what it takes for this kind of ministry. So Jesus said, have everybody sit down and set them down in 50s. It takes faith to start preparing for a ministry you don't feel like you're capable of meeting. Mm, I'm going to help somebody. I'm helping me right now. It seems senseless to start setting people in 50s when I ain't got enough to feed five. So God had created an opportunity for them to access another realm by faith. Can you imagine the disciples? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Peter looking at Andrew and said, I think he's nuts. Eight, nine, ten. <laughs> uh, uh, Philip spoke, does he not realize we? I said five fish and two loaves? Does anybody listen to me? I'm I'm preaching your life. Where was I at? Now I'm confused. I don't know where I was at. Okay, we got to start over. One, two, three, four, five, six. Let me tell you, ministries die in the county. Somebody help me right Ministries are dying in the evaluation, but God was putting them in a position to be able to access another round by faith. amen is anybody getting this today? One, two, three, four, five, fifty, get over there, fifty, get over there And then Jesus took the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, gave it to them. and now the five loaves and the two fishes have been uh, they have been cut down to the lowest common denominator and there they stand. With a crumb in their hand. He said now serve. I have just put you in position. To access a realm of grace. That you're going to know me like you have never known me before but I need you to start serving the fish. And the Bible says when they started serving what they had, I need you to help me preach right now and look at your neighbor and tell them, just serve what you got. Just serve what you got. You're waiting on some great big revelation. Are you waiting till you get the Bible memorized? Are you waiting till you get smarter? Are you gonna to go to school? gonna to go to college? Is anybody? What are you waiting on? I'm prophesying to you, serve what you got. Sing the song you have. Give somebody help me in there. Place, preach the word you got, give the testimony you got, and when you start giving, something supernatural happens. My God, I'm telling you, your ministry is gonna come alive, but it ain't gonna come alive over because some big prophets wave their hand over you. It's gonna come alive when you access that rail, like I had to access it, like you've had to access it. That's why God gave me that message about the graveyard. We're going back to the graveyard today. We're going back to the graveyard today. Because y'all have buried, we have buried some dreams, some visions, some passions, some desires that we buried. it. you know what killed it? My weaknesses, my inabilities, how I thought about myself, how I saw myself caused me to kill it. But God said, take me back there. Take me right back to there. <clears throat> Just serve what you got. Don't wait till you get better. Just serve with a limp. <laughs> God. Oh, this is good stuff. I'm helping me. Just serve with, but I don't walk like everybody else. <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't walk like everybody else. I don't, I don't hear like everybody else. I don't respond like everybody else. I'm after that. Oh, I must be preaching to you. I can tell by looking at your face. Amen. Are uh, you listen to me? I come to tell you, girl, just start doing what God told you to do and do it with a limp. Amen. Because every time you limp, it's going to remind you of how much you need God. And it's going to let you see the glory of God. It'll teach you how to lean. Isaiah said, who is this coming out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved? My God. Is this message working? Is it working? Are y'all kidding me? I'm so trying to release you as your pastor to step into an arena. If you're waiting on some parade in the streets with your name on banners, it ain't coming. <laughs> hey, listen, matter of fact, you, amen, you might be hearing them kill him, crucify him. Huh? That's what Jesus heard when he came through the street. Crucify what, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Well, I'm waiting until I get a little more money, waiting until I get a little more wisdom. Wait till I get a little more. Pastor, I'm jacked up. (laughs) Welcome to the jacked up church. (laughs) Uh, I'm not giving you permission to stay weak all your life. I'm preaching a message that's going to catapult you into your strength. Not your strength, but no wonder Paul said, now that I understand this, I glory in my infirmities. I glory in my necessity." Oh my God, he said. Praise God, I'm in another predicament where I can't pay my life bill. Oh, praise God. Praise God. I'm about to see. That's the word. I'm about to see the glory of God. People don't do what you you two do. People don't do what you do. A good job, 401k, insurance, and all of that. Are you kidding me? You're a foolish. Well, let me tell you what that scripture said. God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the why. Is this a, are you listening to me? Amen. It's foolishness because we're all about security. And God is trying to get you into an insecure place so you can be secure in the strength of God. God Almighty, I can't tell it like I feel it. The little woman. My God, do y'all know it's 20 minutes to 11 to 12? By last year's standard, I got another an hour. <laughs> wake up, Kobe. I know you travel, but wake up. There was a woman that they were coming to take her legacy away from her they were coming to take her destiny away from her they were coming to take her children away from her they was coming to take her children away from her and she almost fell for the lie that she didn't have that God wasn't enough (laughs) Yeah. She almost fell for the lie that God was not enough until she went to a man of God and said, they're coming to get my children and they're going to sell them to pay a debt. He said, what am I going to do? But the man of God was smart enough to ask the question, what do you have in the house? Amen. Come on, y'all help me now. Look at your neighbor and ask them, what you got in here? I need to ask, come on, ask them, ask them, ask her. You ask her and you ask her what you got in the house. In other words, amen. Can you imagine what that preacher, if I had what I needed I wouldn't be here asking you if I had what I needed. But no, he, he was trying to tell her there is a strength in you, Gideon, that's supposed to deliver a nation. Reach in. Don't reach out. Hey, reach in. It's in you. He said, what you got in the house? She said, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing but one little old cruiser. Oil. He said, well, let me tell you what, Lady. God is about to put you in a position to access some grace. So go borrow some vessels. Are you listening to me? Amen. Are y'all listening to your pastor? I'll try to quit pretty quick. I'll quit as soon as I get through, I promise you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. He said, go borrow some vessels. I need to encourage somebody right now. Amen. That this thing ain't over. You're just in the borrowing stage. This thing ain't a dabosata. You may be having to borrow peace from somebody else. You may be having to borrow joy from somebody else. You may be having to joy <laughs> borrow a zeal from somebody else. You're just in the boring stage, but you're being set up for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout with me in this place. Just come on. Thank you, sis. I need a word of encouragement today. Thank you. I need a little joy today. But that's okay. I'm boring today, but it won't be many days yet. I'm going to pour. I'm going to pour. I'm trying to head the devil off every way I can this morning. We all go through boring stages because it keeps us humble. Oh my God, that was good, wasn't it? We have to go through the bar stage and remember, you're not the source. It's hard to act proud when you walk like this. Oh, somebody help me. When you're having a lean. But it wasn't over yet, Blondie. That's what your son said. Asked that little 10, 12, 14-year-old. Who are you here with? He said, Blondie. That's his mama, I think. But it wasn't over yet. God said, I'm I'm granting you access to know me. He said, now I want you to lay all them vessels out there, and I want you to take that little bit that you thought was insufficient, and I want you to start pouring. Just start pouring while you're limping. Start pouring when you're standing there thinking, oh, my God. I hope I don't blow it. Especially when you got kids like Josh tells you don't blow it today, Dad. Am I doing okay? Fair. I'm going to keep preaching until you nod yes. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Just pour it, Randy. Just start pouring it. But when I look at what I have and the vast job that needs to be done, it's not enough. I don't have the emotional security I need I I don't have the stability I think I need I don't have the strength I think I need amen but it's right there but see what God's trying to get you to do is tilt the cup because when you by faith access this realm, when you turn it like this it opens that end to the heavenly but you too full of you is anybody listening to me so turn that thing upside down somebody help me turn it upside down and God said there's my portal. There's my portal. There's the weakness I was looking for. And she started pouring. And she started pouring. Now, her faith is affecting the next generation because they keep bringing pots. She said, I'm pouring, boys. Look at God. Look at God. The enemy ain't getting my destiny today. The enemy ain't getting my vision today. He ain't getting my dream today. I gave birth to these boys, but God is going to... Bring me another vessel. Them little boys is. I'm afraid we're raising a generation that don't know God because they hadn't seen us live at this level of faith. They see you freaking out around the dinner table. Huh? They see you with hands lifted in the air worshiping on Sunday. Only to be in deep depression on Monday, thinking, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? God, I hate to talk like that, but am I telling the truth or what? When you don't realize it was just a portal. God said, I'm going to give you access to this grace through faith. And we raise up a generation, and you know what's amazing? The Bible says, Be it unto you according to your faith. You know when she ran out of oil? when she ran out of borrowed vessels. In other words, at some point, she must have said, well, that's enough. But what if she would have prepared for the millions of dollars? What if she would have prepared? God ain't trying to take nothing away from you. He's trying to get something to you. But you don't have a limp in your life or that you know about. You just don't know how weak you really are. But in the wrestling, you get tarred and you start finding out how weak I really am. And it enables you to tap into. Man, I got so much more running through my spirit, but I'm just, I'm hung up right here. Reach over and shake somebody's head start pouring. Start pouring. Start pouring. Quit waiting on the platform and pour where you are. Quit waiting on the microphone and start pouring where you are. Start pouring on the job. Start pouring on the job. I dare you. Just start pouring on the job. I, I don't know what to say to them. I don't have the Bible memorized. You know what Paul won the multitudes with? Testimony. That's all he needed was a testimony. You got a testimony? Pour it. Pour it. Pour it. Pour it. Pour it. And what's amazing, the more you pour, the more invigorated you get. The more you pour, the more you experience God. I, I need to quit, but I'll, so I'll just throw this out and let you study it. You're about to do something that you've always wanted to do, but you never was brave enough to do it. But it is as if Jesus is standing here, and you're the man with a withered hand in His church. And you're wanting him, you're wanting, I don't know what your withered hand is that's robbing you from reaching and doing like you really want to do. I don't know what it is, but you got one. I ain't preaching to everybody right now, but I'm talking to somebody. Amen. And you thought, surely, amen. You thought surely somebody's going to give you a prophetic word just to take care of all your problems. But here comes Jesus saying, asking you to do something that's been an embarrassment to you all your life. He's asking you to do something you know you can't do yourself. He said stretch forth. He didn't say oh in the name of me you're healed. He said, no, I just want you to access the realm that's already been provided for you by stretching out there. You know how it is when you've got a handicap? You don't like to be called out in front of people. It's multitudes hiding out there in this congregation, hiding. And you've got a gift and you've got a calling, but you're embarrassed because of your handicap. But Jesus comes and calls, hey, you, stand up. Stand up. Now stretch out your hand. He could have been like Martha and went to arguing. I can't stretch out my hand. I've never been able to do that. God's calling you to do some things you're not qualified to do. Somebody help me a little. Some things that are beyond you. You don't even know what me preaching, what a miracle it is. You don't even know and I ain't got time to tell you. But he's calling you to do something you're not qualified for and it's withered your your works and your hands. But Jesus is here today saying it's time to stretch forth that hand. It's time to stretch that hand out. And the Bible says when he began to stretch he walked out of there a whole man. My God you hear me I'm preparing you. I'm preparing you. Let me close out with my text. My text. It says we have access to this grace wherein we stand and we're always rejoicing in expectation of seeing God's glory. Let me tell you this. The reason you're not rejoicing with an expectation to see the glory of God is because we've never stepped into the realm even of grace to where that is even possible. So when you start operating on this level he said you'll be all the while rejoicing expecting to see the glory of God but them scriptures says not only this but we glory in tribulation because we know that tribulation is developing experience you know what that word tribulation is? it's pressure can I tell you this You can always tell how close you are To an encounter with God By the pressure You can always tell that, that mama knows I don't care what the doctor said 42 weeks 9 months I don't care what that doctor says Mama knows When it's time you can run back and forth to the doctor all you want to. But when it comes time, Taylor, you're going to know. You're going to say, Colby, you have to go. It's time. Canaan's coming. No, I ain't right either. <laughs> it's coming to me. Micah's coming. Thank you, Josh. You'll know when it's time To give birth to destiny, by the pressure. You'll know how close you are to an encounter with your God by the pressure you're in right now. You can't do like my wife did when on our first baby. As for they came out with an epidural, I guess, or we couldn't afford one or something. Of course, we had it out in the backyard with. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) And she got in there and started hurting Taylor. Pressure was so bad. And she screamed at that nurse and said, I quit! No! No! No more! Back then, them nurses wasn't like these little petite nurses nowadays. She looked at my wife and said, Honey, you've come too far to turn back now. So you might as well push. Can I help somebody right now? Don't quit when the pressure comes. Push. Hey! I said don't quit when the pressure comes. It's the proof. You're almost, you're about to step into what God has prepared you for. So so, so don't close him. Don't quit. Push. Push. Because this pressure is going to produce experience in your life. That's a unique word. And experience is what produces hope. Some of us don't allow God to take us through the process enough to get experiences we can start building on. It's the truth. We don't have any experiences because we quit On the first baby. David didn't realize when that bear came against him, it was pressure that was preparing him for his destiny. But because he embraced it, he saw the strength of God. And then the lie. Can I tell you, some of you are going to have to go through some things and you're going to feel some pressure that other people won't feel because that pressure is cut to the continuity of your purpose. To your purpose Why don't you stand with me all over but but don't shuffle around because I, I don't know that God ain't wanting me to speak some something come on I, I, I can see it burning in your eyes praise the Lord come on I need you to stay in this mode right here okay good that's what we want to do we, it's early I probably preached a short sermon today share loud in that mic I just want
1: to kind of add to what our pastor has been Why do you think that Jesus divided that multitude into fifties? You know, he didn't keep multiplying, multiplying. No, (coughs) he broke it and gave a portion to each one of the disciples. Then they went divided into fifties, and they began to feed Feed. the fifty. And as they fed the fifty, and it was still there. Their faith grew, and they went to the next fifty, and they fed them. And wow, tonight, all that's the good. Five thousand was fed. Come on, it was a faith building.
0: Wow. Those <laughs> of you
1: who are carpenters, who have building, you know when uh, Brother Dean spoke the the word there in in Romans fifth chapter and verse five, he said hope. Does not disappoint because love has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Hope is the blueprint that God gives us in our mind. We don't see it. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is not seen, but in our mind. That hope is our blueprint. But faith comes along. Faith is is the plan. It's what we do to build it. It's seeing it in the natural. But you know what? Faith can't work just hope. There's a law. Faith works by love. But what was the verse in Romans 5? It says, Hope does not disappoint because
0: the love, of love God God has already been brought.
1: poured out in our hearts. He's put it in you. That dream That's that good. he's put in you is your hope. Now, you need to dig through and build up that faith to build the blueprint. And God's already paid, paid the price. It's love. He's already put it in you. So, we build our faith. And we can feed the 5,000 or more. We have a big project. And it may look <laughs> overwhelming to us. But we're not doing it
0: all at once. Boom. Yeah. You know,
1: all at once. <laughs> That's it's good not word. an explosion. We are doing it step by step. We are building our faith as we go. We're doing one at a time. We're doing five at a time. We're doing ten at a time. It's multiplying. And we're building our faith. And we're pouring, pouring out the love.
0: What a word from mama. Let me hear it. Let me prophesy off of that. That you literally are seeing an end product. And you're holding back because you're not that end product yet. There were 10 lepers, he said, go show yourself to the priest. If they would have stood right there and waited until all their toes was intact, that had never got healed. John, God's telling you to start walking. Don't wait to get perfect because every step brings you closer to perfection. Don't wait till you get like Josh or Colby. They didn't start off there either, they started making their way to destiny, limping. Start walking. Christy, start walking now. Quit waiting to be like Courtney or, 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 or anybody else. Start moving now. You heard her feed the 50. That was powerful. And when that 50 is you go, Oh my God, I can do this. God, that was a good word. If it her into an altar call, before we do, I, I need you to understand that God spoke to me and said, I'm going to bring some more things to a greater degree of impossible. So I can show you what is possible with me. Gideon, you got too many men. So I'm going to take some men away from you. I'm going to narrow you down to 300 so that people will know it's me. God is not trying to take anything away from you. He's trying to position you. Thank you for listening to this Life Church podcast.